Have you ever wanted to discover what's missing in your life? Metaphysics is available to all and is part of your life even if you don't know it. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. Together we'll explore the mysteries behind metaphysics and how to use it to have a deeper understanding and advantage in life. And now here's your host, Barb Crowley. Hi, this is Barb Crowley and welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil. Today we're talking about rescue mediumship, and we have as our guest Roz Way, an expert in this field. Roz was born and raised in the UK and is a successful businesswoman with over 20 years in the wedding business. She spends her free time volunteering with hospice and hospitals, offering free support for end-of-life patients and their bereaved families. Roz, Roz is the author of her international best-selling book, Rescue Medium, Earthbound to Angels. Her passion is to educate and remove the stigma associated with earthbound spirits. Roz says that she has learned more from the dead than the living, and to sum that up, it is truly the art of love, unconditional love, and ability to be non-judgmental. Her motto is, we are all teachers while remaining students. I love that motto. Actually, welcome to the show, Roz. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm so glad you're going to talk to us about rescue mediumship. Um, This is something that's kind of new to me, and especially calling it that. How did you get into this? Um, I think like many of us, um, our gifts is not something we plan to go into. It is just our destiny. Um, so it was something I suppose from a child is something I was familiar with, not with the word rescue mediumship, because I had no idea such a thing like you existed. Um, but like many of us, I saw spirit as a child. And when I did, it wasn't always the nice spirit, you know, the nice grandma coming through with love and light and flowers. And it wasn't that kind of thing. And so that happened all my childhood, and I learned to switch off. I, I have to stop there and ask, <laughs> well, if it wasn't Grandma Nice Spirits, who came through for you? Uh, well, you you must have seen the film Sixth Sense. Yeah. 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 When that film came <laughs> out, I thought someone had stolen my life. I really, oh. really did. The first <laughs> time I remember seeing a spirit was in my school, mm-hmm. and it was just one man hanging but uh, yeah, that, that was the kind of experiences I got. So although I, the funny thing is, is when I look back at my childhood, and I don't have many memories, but when I do, I was never actually frightened, which was really bizarre because mm-hmm. I know the spirits often would, I kind of have blood on them or been from an accident or, but they never threatened me or it wasn't anything like that. And I just thought it was pretty normal. And I do come from a family where my mom was a medium, my dad was a spiritualist, my sister's a medium. So it kind of like, although we were brought up, not with that conversation, but angels very much were, um, I had an angel over my bed and it was natural. Yeah, yeah. Um, Good thing. Like many, of us, <laughs> yeah, like many of us, I think in my teenage years, you know, boys took over, life took over, and it kind of mm-hmm. disappeared on me. And yeah. in and my you want 20s, to conform too. That's what I've noticed. You want to conform. Yeah, totally. And then mm-hmm. I think in my twenties, I wanted to get back into mediumship. I wanted to investigate mediumship, but I was kind of then fearful of what my my memories. So, well, why were you afraid of them now? Just that they nobody else could see them and you could? No, it was their energy. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like I say, if I was to pull someone's uh, loved one through, they would come through with with a beautiful, warm feeling and and some nice memories, and and it I always know. sounds so such a lovely thing to be able to do for someone. And yet, if I would kind of concentrate and get somebody to come in my room, I would feel like it was scary. You know, the image wasn't very nice. Um, mm-hmm. It was hectic. And so I did. So chaotic, know. that yeah, feeling. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. felt that. Yeah, that chaos. Yeah. 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 And I don't care for that either. <laughs> no, no. So it's that's why friend. I thought, you know, in my 20s, right. So what I'll do is I'll go to church. I'll go, look, we are so blessed in the UK to have a spiritualist church who embrace all this. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, right, I'm going to take this seriously now. I had at that time been in touch with my guides. So I'd worked very hard with my guides on life lessons and learning an awful lot about um, different things. Um, and it was just that mediumship that I didn't want to embrace. It frightened me, you know? Right. And so I'd gone to my church and I tried the normal, you know, routine of, you know, trying to pull someone's loved one through when someone sat there and said, oh, I have a lovely gentleman here. And, you know, he's showing me flowers. And, and I kind of get, again, get this image of someone who, was crying or, you know, and I I just kept quiet. I was just like, this Mm -hmm. isn't normal, you know. Um, My church, um, I had a little issue with my church because I understand now, totally understand now, but there was a saying that went around the church that was we attract like for like. And it traumatized (sighs) me. That's kind of insulting, right? (laughs) It was was because I just thought, what is wrong with me, Mm -hmm. you know, Am I, am I? That's what I mean. If you get yeah, a chaotic, you, go, right. you know, energy or something. Yeah. That's right. So it really traumatized me, uh, this saying that kept coming up, we attract like for like. Or the other thing that really upset me in the end was when I explained that I wasn't getting through the, these, the people I'd like to get through, they were just like, just ignore them and then try and get Mrs. Smith, you know, lovely Mrs. Oh, yeah. Smith. Yeah. And that kind of got to me in the end because the people that were coming through were crying. You know, some of them were Mm -hmm. upset and needed help. They needed help, And I was then sort of like, from a church's point of view, was going to say, oh, no, you know, go and find somebody else. I want to talk to lovely Mrs. Smith. And (laughs) that's what I started to get stronger at that Mm -hmm. point, you know, and think, right, no, I'm going to listen. I'm going to find out what it is. And I was very blessed that my guides – you know, and I wouldn't recommend anybody to get into this without their backing and connection with their guides. Mm-hmm. They came through and the rest was history. You know, my learning came thick and fast. Um, right. Right. And you already had that, too, that they had come through. So yeah. it was a little training on how to do it. And then you learned your own way. Thank God for that, because I understand what you mean. Some people, uh, spirits, I call them people, (laughs) are lost. They're just lost. And and, uh, it's, uh, you know, just need help. You know, that's really all it is. And And it was the fear factor, because if we look at all the films going back to God knows when on telly, you know, if somebody's in your, in your, you know, in your presence, that's not invited or has not got good energy, that's it. You're supposed to run for the hills and, you know, sell your house next day and be gone because, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you can't control this. They're in charge, yeah. (laughs) That's right. So there was a big fear. So it took a lot of, you know, bravery from my part, and I still don't know where I found that bravery from, Mm -hmm. but to start to, and that's when I said to you, when you just said the word unconditional love, it totally is that and non-judgmental. 
Right. Because if I did this job and judged somebody or, you know, didn't offer that unconditional love, it, I would not be where I am today with, with being able to help. Mm-hmm. So rescue mediumship is to take the spirits that have, that have, uh, that have passed from their body but not gone over to the other side yet. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to help them few, come over. Yeah. There's, there's quite a few reasons. I mean, there's numerous. I could, I could go on forever, the reasons. But one of the, you know, some of the top reasons of why this happens is, one, they will fear judgment. Mm-hmm. You know, so if they do, if they've not believed in, in God, or and I'm not saying you have to, but, you know, if they fear God or they fear judgment, right. then they're not going to go to the light. You know, mm-hmm. and and there is, you know, I mean, I re- I remember somebody who had just said he wasn't a good man in his life, and when we actually went through it, it was just he hadn't done anything wrong, but he feared right. that judgment. He was, you know, so he would he didn't cross at the time, and then there are others that, um, and this has been getting a bit of bit scary at the moment, is there a sudden death. Um, when we're, when we're preparing for our death, obviously we prepare all this. We start our minds going to our loved ones and we, we get ready, you know. And right. when a sudden death happens, it, it's just like shock, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's a big reason why, why lots don't cross over. And especially now with COVID, I found, you know, our, our numbers, I feel our numbers in this world have absolutely quadrupled. Right. You know, and There's I feel it is, over. Yeah, yeah, that loss sort of confusion. What on earth happened? I was here one day, you know, and I'm not, you know, and 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 so yeah, that's um, the other one. And then one of the other popular ones, or popular is not the right word, Rosalind, sort that out. But one of the other main <laughs> ones yeah. is the fact that they like or are so worried about their loved one that they're leaving behind mm-hmm. that they won't take that opportunity when presented to them. Right. And then therefore, they do become earthbound. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I find certain religions, people are afraid. Yeah. You know, certain religions, people are afraid of a judgment or, or dying or whatever. And, and they're really kind of programmed for the fear. And as you said with that one person, when you analyze their life, there's nothing there to be worried about, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. Um, are you able to see the judgments over there or no? You just cross them over and let them go. You don't know what happens after that. No, the one thing that I I never promise is the fact that they won't be held responsible because I don't Mm -hmm. know that. So I never, you know, I'm very truthful when I do speak to them and I do say to them, I can't promise you won't. But in my opinion, what I strongly believe is that you will judge yourself. That's what I say. You cannot escape judging yeah. yourself and you can put your rights and wrong do i don't know how it works on that side of things but mm-hmm. i don't believe that god anybody else will judge them but you will not escape the fact that you will have to judge yourself and that's actually in doing psychic work and and i'll see people passed over past lives where you see the moment of death that as they come over it's the self-judgment that is the problem it, it is a they review, it's pretty neutral, but then if they self-judge, they can get trapped in that. 
and it's okay. them really. Yeah. But but unfortunately, it doesn't come with the manual. Here's how to no, do it. No, no, it doesn't. So, yeah. Now, one, one of my one of my rescue medium girls who I know, um, she actually had a gentleman um, in a canoe. Funny enough, you know, it was in it was in astral sort of thing. He was in a canoe, and she sat with him, and he had actually committed murder. He had murdered mm-hmm. someone. And she, you know, and he said the same. I won't go over because I'd be judged and be held responsible for this. Right. And she, you know, she she did as we always try to do is say, you would judge yourself and you would put a right if that's what you want to do, blah, blah. And he did. The light came. He passed over. So, you know, there's nobody not capable or loved enough to not go over. You know, mm-hmm. it is it is just the fact that you will, you know, put right your wrongs. But sometimes you... In your book, you talk about Betty and where you did not cross her over. She was not ready to to go yet, basically. And she stayed. And and that kind of conflicted with your training. Yes. You want to tell us about that? Betty was the first experience that I, my very, very first crossing. And, and I'd kind of been getting my eggs in the basket and starting to understand a little bit about what needs to be do, done. I, mm-hmm. I'll connect with spirit and I'll gain their, gain their trust and understand their story and what's hindering them and change or counsel them, counsel the dead, you know, and get her to cross over. So when Betty came through, my I remember my guy saying, you're ready, you know, and this lady appeared, Betty. And um, anyway, in a nutshell, which actually comes back down to what I've just said, Betty chose to stay to remain with her husband. And uh, But um, when I analyze it all back and I look at it, Betty's husband, again, was in his 80s. So it wasn't it was like, a what? He was in his 80s. He was an okay, in his it 80s. It wasn't yeah. very long before he was got, they were going to be together. And it was a mm. pact that oh, he'd made together. The promise. It, yeah, yeah, it was a promise and a pact. And so at that point, my very first lesson, there's me going into this like, yes, here we go, you know, sort of thing. I'm going to cross this lady over to the light. And it didn't happen that way. And it was like, I don't understand. What have I done wrong? But yeah. I actually had to respect that even the dead, have that free will that we have mm-hmm. and should that be made with the right intentions you know behind it and I right. feel very much in Betty's case now I look back it was the correct thing for that couple to do that mm-hmm. I had to learn to respect that and so it was a very good lesson on the right. other hand I've seen it in a very in the, from one scale to the next scale I remember seeing a gentleman many years ago who wouldn't leave his wife. Um, but this had gone back 30 years. And mm-hmm. he still lived in that moment in his, you know, just having just gone and not leaving his wife. But down the line, his wife had sort of remarried. Oh, wow. You know? <laughs> so and now he's living with both of them? <laughs> well, no, it, it was, you can see what happens. So, so yeah. it's not healthy. If somebody is young, it isn't healthy to become earthbound. And we, we do our very best to convince them that once they do cross, cross over, that they can come back and offer more support, more love, more of everything. Once mm-hmm. they've crossed over, they can come back and be of a better position. Um, but as I say, sometimes they won't listen, and that's where they choose to stay. Did he choose to stay, that person? He did cross over. And mm-hmm. the reason he crossed over is I very much, I don't go looking for these kind of earthbound spirits. Um, I work mm-hmm. strongly with my team, my guides. And so when somebody comes to me, 
I know it is, they are ready. And even though they don't know they're ready, I know my guides or their guides know that they, the time is right. Oh, I see, yeah. And we just have to fix convince it. Convince them. <laughs> yes, we just have to convince them. So very much if I rely on my guides, it's different now because now I work online and this is all very, you know, was all very new. But where I now try and tap into somebody else's attachment or spirit mm-hmm. that they've got around them, that's kind of not goes against them being ready. So it's harder. Sometimes I can't cross them over. They won't cross over. Sometimes right. they will. But I know if I work with my guides and they come to me, it will be job done. It's just I've got to figure it out how mm-hmm. to get there. Right. Um, we're going to take a break now, and we'll be right back with, with Frosway, and we're talking about uh, rescue mediumship, which is crossing people over when they've passed and they've, not left. <laughs> we'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. One thing's for certain, life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, we're back. This is Metaphysics of View Through the Veil, and we're back with Roz Way, who's talking to us about mediumship, rescue mediumship, which is helping spirits cross over. And Roz has been telling us about some of 
the time she's worked with spirits crossing over. And we were, when we broke, we were took a break. We were just talking about um, some that were kind of difficult or afraid to cross over or um, didn't want to, you know, wanted to hang out. <laughs> so, um, Roz, who was your most difficult and how did you convince them to cross okay. over? So I'm not sure if he was my most difficult. I, everyone that I've crossed over has a place in my heart and it really does make me sentimental and it brings up a lot of emotions, actually. But there was one... Emotions um, for you? Emotions yeah. for you? Yeah. yeah totally. Do you match their emotions or they just... Um, why do emotions come up for you? Emotions mainly. I'm one of these. It's like... Um, I always think of you. I don't know if you've got the cartoon over there, Scooby Doo. Yeah. You, you know, Scooby Doo? Well, yeah. Scooby Doo and yeah. Shaggy, that kind of thing. Right. right. I, I feel my life is like that because if you said to me, Rosalyn, go and speak to it, you know, go and go and connect with this ghost, I'd mm-hmm. feel like, oh my God, you know, I'd be panicking. I'd be like, oh, yeah. this, you know. <laughs> but when I actually get into the, to the role, Mm-hmm. and do whatever comes natural at that time, nothing could be planned, then job done. But when I come out of that role, then I'm like yeah. back to Scooby-Doo, shaking, oh, my God, what if this could have happened, and blah, 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 blah. You know, it, yeah, it does make yeah. me laugh. You know? <laughs> you <know? laughs> when you become a human again, you panic. <laughs> yeah, when, when, my, when my brain kicks in, it was like, what are you doing? It was like, oh, my God, you know. Because yeah. there are some scary, you know, for as much as there's some beautiful crossing overs, and there's some tough, tough crossing, crossing overs, there's some really emotional ones, there's, one traumatized me, and I, I, um, I won't repeat that. Um, I was just going to ask if you would. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> well, well, he uh, he is actually in the book. He's Samuel. Samuel traumatized me. Um, I won't say it on radio, um, and you'll understand why, actually, if you did read it. Um, but emotionally-wise, it really did upset me. It was you mm-hmm. know, something that – see, what you have to understand is when I go into their life mm-hmm. – I will experience and see completely what they are experiencing. Okay. So you merge with them to a certain extent. Or I become um, a part of it. So I am am Ross, but in that scene of what is happening. And it may be a scene of when they die or it might be their life. Um, and I, I'm just part of it. It's, it's, It's a bit strange, but it just happens that way. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when it's really traumatic, you're not aware that you're in um, a trance state or you're, you know, you're not aware of anything like that. You are there. Right. So, you know, I mean, I've gone back to war times with somebody and been in the war and I've heard the guns and I've, you know, seen the torture and and I'm there. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not sat here reading a book with, you know, kind of or watching a film. I'm I read about the major, major, major in your yeah. book where and that was where you were starving. Yeah, well, yeah. not you. The major was starving, yeah, but you totally. seem like you were experiencing. Yeah, that. yeah. And, and the, I think and it's the, very important to feel what they're feeling because that's the connection. Mm-hmm. Right. So this this one that um, well, get, you didn't want to go to the trauma one. So, <laughs> you know, um, tell us about one that was uh, was tough crossing over, and how did you convince them to do it? Okay, so. The one that comes to mind is uh, there was um, it's a bit of a long story, so I'll try and be really quick about it and try and not lose where I'm going. My girlfriends and I had arranged to go to Belgium on a cruise. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's one of the things we love to do. And um, like girlies do, we're sat one day having lunch, discussing our wardrobe, you know, what yeah, we're taking, yeah. blah, 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 you know, the <laughs> usual. And it was at that point where one of my girlfriends had said, but what if, what if, it, what if the, you know, cruise sinks, you know, yeah. you know, and we were like, well, what on earth are you about? <laughs> yeah. She said, yeah, but it happened. She said that ferry from the Zeebrugge in Belgium, that was mm-hmm. a disaster. She says, and, you know, loads of people died. Yeah. Anyway, so we kind of recalled, replaced our tracks because this actually happened in 1987, and, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like, gosh, I do remember. Um, but we kind of joked about it a little bit and said, look, it wasn't a cruise ship. It was a car ferry. And what mm-hmm. had happened was it, they'd forgotten to put the the back of the, the door, close oh, the, the door gate. at the back. Yeah. yeah. And so the ferry went over. Mm-hmm. And so we just had that conversation. And a couple of days later, I was part of a, a rescue c- circle with f- friends up north. So they were all in one room together. And I was the only one that I, I was learning at that time to make sure that I could connect remotely. So mm-hmm. I was doing it via Zoom. And as we was doing this Zoom meeting, um, I my screen went completely blank. And as it went blank, I saw this white face appear on the screen and it was talking. It was a spirit and it was talking. It was talking. Well, its mouth was moving. I couldn't hear its mouth was moving. Mm-hmm. So I grabbed my phone and I took a picture of my screen. Mm-hmm. And I waited while we finished the circle. And then I happened to say, you know, something happened halfway through. My screen cut off, but I took a picture. I let me have a look. So I put it on. And as clear as day was a picture of a woman with curly black hair and in her hand she had a baby with a life jacket on an orange bright orange life jacket with this baby's face clear as day on this thing wow oh my god I mean I knew spirit was in the room anyway because that's the whole purpose of doing the circle but still that blew me away Mm -hmm. oh yeah. yeah 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 So that had happened, and I knew because because of the life jacket, the orange life jacket. That's when I knew. Oh, wait a minute! This is connected. This, mm-hmm. you know, this is a link. And the reason I know that is throughout all, throughout all my experiences. It, uh, the reason I the, how I like to explain it is: imagine if you're in a supermarket. And mm-hmm. you're at the cheese counter and there's two women there and they say, oh, my gosh, have you heard about Roseway and what happened? And you yeah. think, you know, you're there and you think, oh, I know Roseway. And you, so you're going to kind of listen in on the conversation or mm-hmm. even join in. And that's exactly what spirit do. And because we've been talking earlier about the Zeebrugge, oh, okay. it kind of was that scenario was like, whoa, wait a minute. I can, you know, I'm part of that. I can connect yeah. with you. Yeah. It's almost and like that- you called them in a way by talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Anybody mm-hmm. who I and I found that a lot through life in, in whatever experiences is 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 that connection. And that was the connection that we we open conversation about it. Mm-hmm. So uh, so about a few weeks later, nothing else had happened. I had this photograph. I shared it with my girlfriends. I was like, oh my god, you know, look at this picture. <laughs> they were totally blown away and freaked out, as you know, mm-hmm. they, they don't do what I do. And they were like, um, so one of my girlfriends actually bought a list up, and there was 193 people who died. Um, sadly, wow. passengers wow. and crew. So sad, so tragic. And she sent a list of people, and there was two babies on there. Mm-hmm. And it was my sister, actually, who said the baby's name, which was on that list. You know, she was yeah. like, it's that baby. 
Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Now, nothing and else. And she's happened. also a medium. Yeah, she's sister. a medium. She yeah. was like, that's the baby, you know, yeah. um, and the mother as well. And so we left it at that because spirit didn't come back in, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I they didn't thought, ask for help, is no, why you left it alone. And I wasn't sure if at that moment they had like either been in the spirit realm and come in, come in and said hello or whether they'd united. I, I never really give it much thought. It happens and that mm-hmm. was it. Yeah. And about um, a couple of weeks later, we were going off on the, the trip to Belgium and I thought, oh, dear, I'm going to have a heavy, you know, mm-hmm. this, this is going to be work and I'm going to have yeah. to do this away from my girlfriends, you know, because I'm, you know, on my there for a my girlfriends and I'm surprised they weren't, especially because that one seems so freaked out. <laughs> oh, they, they know, they know, they know me. They, you yeah, know, they, yeah. they accept that, but that's not me. When I'm with <laughs> my girlfriends, especially on a cruise, you know, going to Belgium, I yeah. I really associate with different spirits. Mm-hmm. Ones in a bottle. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> We're on vacay. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But I do think to myself, this, you know, when I do go on this cruise ship, what is going to happen? You know, is, mm-hmm. is it going to be more, more? So anyway, we, uh, we did a lovely thing. We actually stopped my girlfriend's idea. She was like, should we take some flowers and we'll take, we'll, we'll chuck some flowers overboard you uh-huh. know, as a tribute because we all felt really emotional over what we just experienced you know yeah yeah so um we did we stopped look you see now i've got spirit around me because i've gone all blurred oh okay now we're talking about for the radio people we're talking about um her video we're on video actually and her video has just gone all blurred because spirits have come in and that's how they mess with her video I can see you perfectly, actually. Thank you. So yeah, they're okay. <laughs> they're on so, your side. <laughs> how are we doing for time? You want me to carry on, or are we? No, please keep going. We're okay. good. We're good. Okay, so we took the petals and we enjoyed the cruise, and nothing happened for the first you know day or so. And I was quite expecting it to, you know, no, nothing eventful happened. So I just put it to the back. Anyway, when we got to Belgium, I knew that the ferry um, disaster had happened on the way out of Belgium. So mm-hmm. that's when we'd planned. So we'd asked the captain, we got permission if we could ch- chuck some petals over the back of the boat while we just said a prayer. We didn't say right. anything else. And that's all we wanted to do. So we, it was so emotional, honestly, really. Mm-hmm. Well. I mean, why we didn't know any of these people or anybody lost at sea, but right. it was just so powerfully emotional. So we, we did, we, we did that. We put the petals over. We said a little prayer, and um, anybody who knows me kind of knows I have a real twisted sense of humor you know i'm quite especially when i'm nervous as well you know i might come up with these funny quirks <laughs> i remember sort of saying this prayer and i remember sort of saying if anybody needed help lost at sea then to come to me mm-hmm. and then suddenly i had a panic attack because i just thought oh my god i'm right. gonna have a shit full <laughs> oh, yeah i'm 193 <laughs> people <laughs> yeah, so for spirits yeah. and i was like one at a time please yeah <laughs> you know? I was like, oh, god. yeah <laughs> Anyway, we'd gone back to that route to our room that that day, and we had our little afternoon power nap as you do, ready for the evening. Mm-hmm. And in walked a gentleman, a spirit gentleman, who stood at the end of the bed. He was very dressed smart, beautifully dressed smart. But to look at him actually was a little bit upsetting because his face was pure white, completely white. I've never seen anything so white, and his eye sockets and his nose around his eyes were blue. 
Wow, that is scary. Yeah. 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 He didn't say anything to me and it didn't last more than seconds. It was Mm -hmm. just, I just looked at him and, 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 and kind of that was it. And when I came home from the cruise, nothing else had happened. So when I came home from the cruise, I was really quite shocked that after putting out this pledge and this offer of help that, that I, you know, my mom was like, well, so what's been happening? And I'm like, nothing you know i'm not actually getting anybody through you know so it was a couple of weeks actually um and once a month was when we was doing the rescue medium circle online Mm -hmm. zoom and so it got to nearly the four weeks later after uh, i came back up the thing and suddenly i woke up one morning and there he was he was stood in my room i said man recognized him instantly and he had i didn't count but it was about a dozen people stood behind him you know they weren't full form but i could make them out enough to know there was a dozen people and very often I'm very lucky because they kind of come and go and I kind of then get a bit adjusted to it and then you know I might be washing the dishes and turn around and there they are again and and then they'll go and it kind of just builds me up confidence wise because they're not then so much of a scary threat you know and that's the way I I like to work anyway and so suddenly I knew there's 12 people here to cross over mm-hmm. and I didn't know who. And I went to find the list of names. I talk, spoke to my mom about doing the circle on the Friday and said, I'm going to have to see if we as a group can cross these people over. And my mom was like, do you know the names? And I was like, no, because I, you know, it was so quick. So right. I thought, right, I'll go online and I'll find the names of the people who had died. And we got the list up and the funny, uh, the most ironic thing happened. Well, nothing's ironic. You know that when it comes to yeah. school, 12 names were highlighted out of mm-hmm. those 193 they were highlighted on my computer and yes you know anybody who doesn't believe could just say it looked like a spell checker you know when it uh-huh. you know when it sort of com- it was like 12 people some names looked funny spelling some were normal yeah but there were 12 names that was it that was my evidence these are my 12 people i need to call on on friday to pro- cross over mm-hmm. so um on the Friday came and we did the rescue circle. And then obviously we invited the 12 people through and one by one. I asked, um, we called their names forward and it was quite a quick process. Actually, it really was yeah. quite a quick process. They kind of, one of the girls actually laughed and said it was a bit like a game show, you know, and it's like, you know, <laughs> Mrs. Smith, come on down. You know what I mean? And, you know, and they were kind of, there was no hesitation. It yeah. was just done. The job was done. There was no drama. So they were coming. We crossed them over. But when it got to the 13th person, sorry, mm-hmm. you were going to say something then? Yeah, I was going to ask why they, if they were so ready, why had they not crossed? That's a whole new chapter. <laughs> okay. We'll wait for the next <laughs> day after the break. Next. I'll ask that question. <laughs> yeah. Tell me now about the 13th person. Right. So when it got to the last gentleman, which was the gentleman, he wasn't on the list. Okay, mm-hmm. so when he came through, he wouldn't go, he wouldn't actually come through to cross over. And that's when the counseling things come in on our connection, how we had to get our connection. And as it actually turned out, and I won't repeat his name, but he actually was one that held himself responsible for not shutting the doors. Oh, I see. And so what had happened, he had died and passed in his. I don't know, 80s, 90s, whatever age he was, mm-hmm. but what he'd done. And because he was so, I don't know if I said actually that he had this suit on, a um, very smart suit on. And so to me, what had happened is, is when he passed away, he, instead of going to the light, he went 
to the rest. He went to, that's where he felt he belonged. He couldn't go so, over until they went over? Until he went over. Right. So we, we actually, we as a group cried because it was just right. so emotional, this man's guilt, you know, because he'd lived with this guilt for God knows Oh, how my many God, years, yeah, you know, that would really, be tough. You can feel it now emotional, you know, and we just explained to him, you know, that he, without him, we wouldn't have been able to cross over these 12 people. And that's oh, I see. Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's how we gain, you know, love and trust. And therefore he passed over. So he was one of the, but the story didn't actually end there. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to take a break there. <laughs> so let's take a break um, now and then we'll come back and hear what else happened. Okay. <laughs> okay perfect. Thanks. We'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. One thing's for certain. Life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit AViewThroughTheVeil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore who we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, this is Barb Crowley, and we're back with Roz Way, who has been telling us about her work with Rescue, Rescue Mediumship and how she has been helping people cross over. We've been talking about the Belgium ferry disaster, and she was working with some spirits. And, and um, in our previous section, we talked about how she helped them, um, helped them move on, help them cross over. But now there's more to this story. <laughs> so, come on, Roz, tell us the rest. <laughs> well, you mediums will like this. So I told you about my girlfriend, the one, the one, you know, who's, you know, oh, my God, we're going to die. And, you know, she's yeah, a yeah, the, drama queen. The freaked out one. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she worked at a department store. 
Mm-hmm. And um, obviously she told everybody, you know, like who she right. worked with and she'd shown the pictures and, you know, mm-hmm. so um, this was, oh gosh, about a month after we'd come back and it had all finished anyway, it had all been over. And she ran me one day, she's like, you're just not going to believe this. And I was like, what? And she says, yeah. well, one of my girlfriends who I work with, she says, so one of the other girls had come up to her and said, oh, how's Ros and any more news on the, the Zebra ferry sort of thing? Mm-hmm. And this other girl who worked, she worked with went, why are you talking about the Zebra ferry? You know, what, mm-hmm. why are you even mentioning that? So my friend had said, oh, gosh, you don't know because you've been off sick. You don't know. Oh, my gosh, what a story. And she was yeah. like, well, wait a minute. She says, I lost all my family on the Zebra ferry. Oh, wow. Wow. Her dad did on her dad's side. Yeah. So the worst of it was is the names of the people were crossed and the mother and the baby was her relatives. Oh, my God. That's unbelievable. Yeah, totally. It just was out the water. And it kind of was the evidence that we needed. And it shows how clever and smart all this is because not Mm -hmm. only did we do a job, but it also brought peace to them. You know, it it went to the relatives. She rang her dad up and was like, oh, my God. And they lost four generations. They lost the baby, the mother. I think yeah. the, the the grandmother, I think the husband, the dad got out alive, but they lost four of generations. It was such a tragic part of a history for that family. Yeah. And yet yeah. here they are in the middle of this department store with a friend saying like, oh, we've just crossed this, this mother's name and this baby over and so on and so on. And it, and it was hers. And that was kind of, you know. So, so the spirit, the mother and the baby basically were connected to her as a yeah. relative yeah. And then could see, oh, wait a minute, we have a link here who has yeah. a link here. Totally. That's amazing. It was truly was mind blowing, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I don't often look for evidence. I'm not one. And this, this may sound like a, like a shortcut, but I don't actually, if I'm going into many crossings, I don't actually sometimes even remember to ask the name. Mm-hmm. You, know, you just you do the job. In, it's like yeah. going into a car accident. You're not going to be there and saying, oh, excuse me, just for the record, can you tell me yeah. your name, date of birth, and your telephone number so I can get some evidence? You just right. do right. what you've got to do. So very often I don't really find a, I have the evidence to sometimes support, except mm-hmm. this one. Right. For me, was this, was yeah. cemented in for me. It's like, you know, not that I knew it wasn't real, but I just thought this, the whole piece is just clicked right. together. Right, right. That is amazing. But, you know, those people who they were so ready to cross over, but why didn't they? Okay. Why, why did they need your help to do it? This is um, something that um, is not gospel. I won't say this is gospel and I won't, I won't hold myself to say this is how it works. This is what I've experienced. Um, because I asked my guide the same thing is um, to me, if they're ready to be crossed, somebody's ready to cross over and say they don't, we all know by evidence and reports that the, the light will come. Mm-hmm. for them at their time of death. And obviously we know that some choose not to and therefore become earthbound. So to me, one of my questions many years ago to my guys was, you know, why do you need me? Why is the light not there following them around for the rest of their days just until that moment when they just think, I'm going to go into the light? And then therefore, you know, but it happened, this, this is going, you're going to think I'm cuckoo now. 
It happened in a way. <laughs> Welcome I, to our world. You're safe here. <laughs> I have to see things in a way. I'm very visual and I have to see things in a way explained to me that I understand. Mm-hmm. And so as I asked this question, um, very much so, as I, I led there and meditated and I asked this question with my guide and my spirit, I felt my soul leave my body. My spirit stood in front of me um, in full form as, you know, head, arms and so on in full form, but uh, not in color. It was sort of, you know, just in white. And as it did go in full form, it very quickly went into an orb. And quick, I'll say that again. An orb. An orb you oh, know, okay. Yeah. It very quickly, my, my whole energy went into, a, into an orb. It became a circular orb. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And I felt the intensity like of my, you know, just, just a small little round thing, but I was all there. All my soul was in that orb. And all oh, your history later. too, like your past lives and all information. I didn't or? at that time. No, I didn't. Um, I didn't go that far. It was so quick of a thing. I'd asked what had happened, but what had happened was is I've been very, very blessed in my um, in my visions that I've mm-hmm. actually gone to very many different planes, and um, you know, up above and below, uh-huh. up above as well. And one of the planes that. Um, um, in my version of how all this works, on the sixth plane or the sixth dimension is what I call heaven. That's the heaven that you and I create and we all mm-hmm. imagine it to be. That's right. in the sixth dimension. On the seventh dimension is truly and truly when, i.e., Rosalind dies. That's when Rosalind will die as a person, you know, and I choose that. I choose mm-hmm. when I'm ready, you know, or anybody's ready. And when I when I did this in my vision, um and Rosalind did die, then I went almost, if you will, to this classroom as just my energy, which kind of was that orb, you know, okay. no yeah. Rosalind, no, no blonde hair, no, none of all, you know, I was just energy. Mm-hmm. And one of the jobs and tasks that I was asked to do was to be a part of this beam of light that transports the souls. Mm-hmm. And if you can imagine that if you're in a, you know, if you're there in a hospital room and you get this great tunnel of light come, well, if you can imagine like the size of one orb compared to how many orbs it takes to create that safe passage tunnel. Wow. That's what I experienced. And it taught me that for somebody has to be ready When the Mm -hmm. moment appears, you have to be ready because it takes a lot of orbs or spirit involved to create that that, that passage. That's how I saw it. So that answered my question as to why they couldn't just suddenly like, you know, have this white light behind them at the old times waiting for someone to walk through because it kind of was like a teamwork of things. You know, it was a big effort. Mm -hmm. Is when the 13, was there death? A shock to them where, let's say you say you're ready and you decide when. So with those, uh, well, not the 13, the 12, because I understood why the 13th didn't go. But the 12, was it not planned then? Was it kind of an accident? Yeah, I think And they weren't ready. Yeah, I think a lot of um, four of those earthbounds were family. And you can imagine that they're in that moment looking for the rest of their family. Oh, I you see. Know, you, you imagine that, you know, yeah, you don't mind even be where you're dead, but you're still looking for the rest of your family. Mm-hmm. You're not ready to go until you 
you know what happened too. Yeah. But what you must understand as well is that very much it's like a screenplay. So they're not there saying, wait a minute, I've been dead since 1987 under the sea waiting, you know, and I'm ready to cross over. They don't realize that. They live Mm -hmm. in their drama or events of their life and especially at the last moment. So it's like a time loop. So they're going around. Now, they don't see it as a time loop. It's just a continued event of their death, really. Mm-hmm. Um, some that choose and know that the light has come again and choose yeah. not to go can then choose to free roam this world and do whatever they want to do even cause trouble if they want to cause trouble as attachments and so on they can choose to do that but actually a lot of people are stuck in their draw their last moments of death or gone back in their childhood or to events in their life like um, major uh-huh. You know, he went back to the war because that was a trauma event. So um, with Major, he his life went back in chronological order. And mm-hmm. when he got to that point, that was it. That was that that he was stuck there. Oh, I see. So we went back to that trauma. He got yeah. stuck in the trauma when he went back through his life. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So how how many people does this happen to? Because so many people do have trauma in their lives and kind of put a cap on it or Mm -hmm. live with it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's impossible for me to say how many. I know there is more than I could ever dream or, or, you know, dream of or wish to encounter. You know, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. And I feel it's really important at the moment that so many young people who are going turning into spiritualism are following their experiences that I had. And I feel Mm -hmm. there is a huge calling for rescue mediums. You know, it is more now more than ever. And you Um, teach it. You teach rescue mediumship. Well, <laughs> I <laughs> well, <laughs> jumped in I, on that. <laughs> I have desperately been trying to get a course up together because I know the importance of it. But I did uh, say to you earlier before we even had a chat, the responsibility, you know, this isn't a game. This isn't something that people just go, oh, I'd love to do that. It sounds so uh-huh. lovely and rewarding. You know, there are dangers to this. There are darker spirits that, you know, we can't avoid or we try our best to avoid. Um, so every time that I try and kind of think, right, I'm going to teach this, I get overwhelmed with the responsibility of, you know, putting mm-hmm. somebody in danger and, and therefore my course isn't ready and probably, you know. Your fantasy course, openly, yeah. Yeah, I will openly talk about it because I will openly not feel the responsibility of just being myself and my experiences. And mm-hmm. if people learn from that or get educated from that, then that's wonderful, you know. What kind of um, dangerous or dark energies could they get caught with? Yeah, um, some of the attachments can, unwanted attachments and darker attachments really do. Wait, I'm going to stop you there. What do you mean by attachments? Attachments. So say I have somebody come in my, in my vision, in my, my, my house sort of mm-hmm. thing. And they'll come and they'll go. And, and usually it's a three-day process that I'm like, oh, they're here again and I learn a bit more information or a bit, you know. But when an attachment sort of thinks gets hold of somebody, they will stay with them 24 hours a day. 
So they will literally follow them around. And there's a few reasons for that. And if one person, when somebody is, when an attachment is a very negative energy, and I don't mean a negative person, I mean a negative energy. Um, A lot may be ex-drug addicts, you know, died of, you know. And so when they come, this comes back to the likes alike, Mm -hmm. which I hated, but when they gel with somebody with the same energy, it's very comfortable and rewarding for them because okay. it just, so if a drug addict was to come to me needing some kind of fix or anything else, my energy is way too high. And that's why I'm not in danger for everything mm-hmm. that I do in my work is when I choose to go into work. Well, that's a lie. Sometimes they do catch me out, but, <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes, you know, I choose to, but my energy is very high. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the whole point of development that I'll go into later on. But if my energy was low, if I was a very depressive person, then it'd be very easy for a spirit to feel right at home with me. Right. And if so and what would they do? For, you know, if they attached to you because they would then keep you in a depressive, you couldn't come out of the depression because what, you had this attachment that was kind of needing you to stay there. They prefer it that way, especially if you are, if there is drugs involved or alcohol involved, mm-hmm. because what they like to do is experience, as you know, their highs, your highs, your, your lows. You know, right. So their experience so, yes, being human. They basically. will feed off that energy. So they're still getting right. their fix. And, and so sadly, a lot of, I actually feel, and um, this is only my opinion, but I do feel a lot of uh, drug addicts and alcoholics uh, is half of the battle is the attachment that's making them want that next fix. So sometimes mm-hmm. if we can remove that attachment, it might not quite be as hard as, you know, trying to trying to get rid of that. Rid of that. Um, I've lost my train of thought. Where was I going? We were talking oh, about the attachments. Yeah. And do you do that work, remove attachments from people who, um, let's say, you know, want to stop being an alcoholic, but it, they're caught? Now, this was really hard because one of the reasons, um, talking of an alcoholic, a beautiful, beautiful woman that I worked with um, a couple of years ago, she was a recovering alcoholic Mm -hmm. and beautiful. And she'd had attachments all her life and she knew because she could see and sense them. Um, And I went in and, yes, we did remove an attachment for her. I saw the attachment go. We were on Zoom. Um, and then somebody else came in um, and did it again. She came back about, uh, I don't know, six months later, and she was back with another attachment. And I witnessed somebody else remove that attachment. But just like I was, say, watching you on this screen, yeah. this attachment left, I just witnessed another attachment come straight back in. Oh, wow. That actually freaked me right out. And I thought, I can't do this anymore because I don't know if the next attachment that's going to come into your life is actually worse than the one we've just got rid of. Right. You know, and you know, it's terrible, but I'm going to have to stop you there. (laughs) (laughs) This is terrible because we might have to come back and do a whole nother show on attachments. (laughs) But we are running out of time and I want to make sure that people know where to get hold of you. So where would they get hold of you or how can they get hold of you? Um, Well, I run a. on Facebook, I'm mainly on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So I run an A to Z or A to Z, as we call it in this country, A to Z, um, spiritual group. 
And mm-hmm. there's a business page there. Um, and if you look for Rosway A to Z Spiritual, you, you're going to find you. You know, you're going to find me that way. Um, I don't know if there's a link on your website or anything. I don't. We, we'll put the links on my website, and you can come to my um, to both VoiceAmerica.com where we have the show, and then you can come to my website, yeah. A View Through the Veil.com, yeah. and and you can actually click on your picture and go right through oh, okay. to your okay. to your stuff yeah. too. Um, listen, thanks. I'm I'm going to have to stop you because they'll cut us off. But thanks so much for being on the show. I absolutely loved it. We have so much more to talk about. We might have to arrange another show. <laughs> I'd love it. Um, but Roz, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. And um, have a great weekend. And well, you're British, so I can't offer you a Thanksgiving happiness. No, I'll take it with you. I'll share it with you. (laughs) Good, good, good. Thanks, Roz, for being on the show. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.